You're listening to the Bible in Real Life podcast with Lee Fulford, where questions about the Bible meet real life. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Lee Fuller, and you're listening to the Bible in Real Life podcast. So today we're continuing in our series on family dynamics and relationships. Not exactly sure uh, how far or how long this is going to go, but I'm having such a good time. I figured we would continue, right? Today we're going to be talking about children responding to parents. So last week, if you missed it, we did one on mothers, and um, last week it was about parenting. We've done one on mothers. We'll have another one on fathers. But today we're looking at the children and how the children are to respond to the parents. So this is going to be good, and we're gonna we're gonna tackle some tough things because as I was looking at it, I say, man, you know, uh, the Bible says one thing, but then when we look at life. We see that sometimes it is difficult to do what the Bible is telling us to do. So how should we do this, right? You got to stay tuned to find out. This is Lee Fuller, the Bible in Real Life podcast. Thank you for listening and let's get into it. Oh, wait a minute. I almost forgot. I almost, almost forgot, Cletus. <laughs> um, if you're not following us on TikTok or Instagram or Facebook, the Bible in Real Life on all of the platforms, you're missing the content that we put out on a daily basis, right? So uh, make sure you're following us on the social platforms and telling people about the podcast, right? Uh, today, we are diving into these relationships for children. And I think the Lord is going to encourage us. Today, he may challenge us and convict us, but I believe it'll move us in the direction to where God wants us to be. Because today, there is a promise connected to doing what we're going to talk about today. Are you ready? I'm ready. Well, let go. <laughs> I just like saying let go. All right. Anyway, so today's topic is children, right? And so when we look at scripture, we really see right from the beginning, there is a big, bold statement, right? In Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. Now, if you're not familiar, <coughs> if you're not familiar, Exodus 20 is where the Ten Commandments are, okay? So if you want to look up in your Bible, like, hey, where's Ten Commandments? Go to Exodus chapter 20, right? That's where the big 10 are. And listed among the big 10. You know what? I'm going to go to 20 and um, and we're going to we're gonna look at it real quick. So Exodus chapter 20. Um, Let's start. Um, so it's the big 10, 20 verse one says, and God spoke all these words. I am the Lord, your God, who brought you out of slavery, out of the land. I mean, brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. Right. So that's verse two. When you go down, he continues to talk about there shall have no other gods before me. Verse four, don't make any graven images. Right. Uh, verse seven, don't misuse the name of the Lord. Take it in vain. Verse 8, remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. Verse 12, verse 12, Exodus chapter 20, verse 12 says, Honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. Whoa, whoa. So 
God is saying, here is my instruction to the parents, uh, to the children. Children, obey or honor your your father and mother, right? The command to children is honor your father and your mother. Now, who is he talking to? Well, he's talking to everybody because every human being, man, excuse me. I must be too excited. Let me grab a drink real quick. Okay. Every human being has a father and a mother. Aside of Adam, you know, Adam and Eve, but that don't happen once. Um, so God has created a process, right? God created the process um, and gave the plan and this word applies to every child that has mother and father, right? Every child that has been created. And that command is honor your father and mother. You know, so I got to thinking, I say, well, um, God could have created the, the reproduction process or the nurturing process or the you know, just the process in which um, people are educated and grown up and developed any way he wants. And he decided to do it from parents having children and children honoring the parent, right? So that is the biblical model. Um, so oh, that causes some serious questions. And we're going to get into some of these some of these tougher questions, but let's look at it. Um, you know, when God created Adam and Eve and then God said, Hey, Adam, Hey, let me give you the job. Be fruitful and multiply, right? Create other babies, create children and children. You got a job too. Like when you were born, you got a job, right? Um, your job is to honor your father and your mother. And let me tell you why this is important because honoring parents is a picture and it's preparation for honoring God. See, God wants every little child to know that number one, there was somebody there before you. Number two, uh, you didn't get here by yourself. And if every little child understands that you didn't get here by yourself, so there is someone that you must honor someone that should have authority over you and someone you should have respect for, i.e. the person that brought you in this world, then this is great preparation for um, honoring God because the process, the thought process is very much the same. It's very similar. A adult, if you realize that there was someone here before you if you realize that there is somebody that created you and is above you and you should honor those. If you get that as a kid, then life becomes so much easier for you, right? So this command in, in, in Exodus chapter 20 is so profound because it's showing children that these is this is a key um 
teaching. This is a key tool. This is a T A T, a key aspect of your development, right? So parents, teach your child to honor their mother and their father. Listen, I, um, you know, I grew up in a generation where your, your mama wasn't your friend, your daddy wasn't your friend, right? <coughs> your parents were your parents. Now, they loved you, and I was blessed to be in a home with a mother and father. So they loved you, and they took care of you, but they were not your friend. They were someone that is to be honored and respected. And I believe that this valuable lesson taught as a to a child has really been helpful throughout my life. So parents, as you're teaching children, you may say, oh, I don't want them to, to uh, have to respect me. Well, <laughs> said no parent ever, right? No parent's like, oh, I really don't want my children to respect me. Oh, I really don't want my children to um, have honor towards me. No one says that, right? Because um, it's, it's inbuilt in us and... God knows that when we instill it in our children, it sets them up to having a relationship with him and just more productive citizens in general. Parents, when you teach your child to honor your honor you, honor your parents, it builds deeper and wider channels in their hearts, right? And it prepares them for honoring God, right? So that's when I look at it from that perspective, <clears throat> I say, thank you, God. Thank you for commanding us in the Ten Commandments to teach this concept because you know that this will be helpful and beneficial for them for their whole life, right? Uh, this first command in Exodus um, helps establishing the principle of honoring authority. Now, you don't have to raise your hand, <laughs> but how many of us grew up and we saw another kid or you saw another person uh, not honoring their parents, right? Maybe it was in the grocery store. Maybe it was in the movies, whether it was outside. And when you saw this, you were like, ooh, right? If, if your response was, oh my goodness, I can't believe that child is dishonoring and disrespecting their parents like that, then you should thank your parents because that means you were trained right. <laughs> no, that means you understand that there should be honor and respect for parents. And if you see uh, and understand when it's not happening, then that means your parents have instilled that in you. And today you should go back and say, I appreciate that mom, dad. I appreciate that mom. I appreciate that dad or grandma, whoever was that one in your life that taught you to honor. Because there is a promise. He says that your days may be long in the land and that the Lord, uh, in the land that your Lord has given you. I remember uh, my mom used to say, you know, because sometimes, you know, Rarely. I, I remember rarely. <laughs> um, if, if, I, if I disrespected uh, my parents or dishonored them, you know, I'd be reminded that, hey, 
Um, you're shortening your days. Hey, you could be shortening your days. Be careful. Um, make sure you understand the ramifications of dishonoring. So parents, we need to make sure we're teaching our kids to honor the parents. You know, as I look in society, I see how this principle is very helpful with the other things that God asks people to do, right? So if you understand, <clears throat> excuse me, I pick a drink. If you get this principle as a child, that the, you can, uh, and the principle is um, that there is authority. You have to respect authority. You should honor authority. The authority structure, right? Now, this will help in marriages. This will help if you understand <coughs> that in marriages, God has set up, and we're going to get to this when we when we do our marriage relationships uh, series or part. But in Ephesians, you know, the Bible says, "Hey, wives, submit to your husbands." Um, it's it's a it's a authority structure that is used in scripture that's in marriages, right? In churches, there is an authority structure, right? And we're to honor our pastors and teachers because the Bible says they look over your souls. So there's this authority, um, there is this authority structure that if you've understood and learned as a kid that you should honor authority, then it kind of transfers and it really helps in marriages. Hey, it really helps um, in church structures. Um, first Peter, first Peter uh, 2 Peter 2.17, you know, tells us to uh, honor the king. <coughs> tells us to honor the king. What is that? That's another level of rules or authorities, right? So could it be? Could it be that some of the some of the lack of honor, um, and we can use the word disrespect, that we see in society could be because this fundamental principle from God's word, this fundamental charge from parents, and this fundamental responsibility of children was not learned as a kid. Because if we learned it, then in marriages, and in churches and in society, we would see more respect for authorities. So now that we don't see it, that could it be that we've not obeyed what God has said? You know, when I think about it, God could design the world to work any way he wanted. So what he did is he told us, hey, here is the game plan. Here is how it works. And this is so important that we learn honoring that I'm going to make it a part, like I say, of the Big Ten. <coughs> Excuse me, man. Um, so, uh, if we refuse to, if children refuse to obey at home or to honor those in authority at home, then um, they may have trouble honoring authority at work. They may have trouble honoring authority, the civil authority, whether it's, it's uh, officials and police officers, etc. Right? Um, but ultimately, they start to have trouble honoring God because God is an authority figure. 
I know this gets a whole lot deeper than you just making sure your children are honoring you, right? It's, it really sets them up for success in life. It sets them up for success in business. You know, I'm a military dude who army pride, army pride. And, um, there were some that were in my squad that had not learned <laughs> how to understand authority or respect my authority, right? There are some that did not get this concept in their home training and they joined the military. I, um, did somebody not warn them and say, hey, the whole military is all about this whole uh, authority and structure thing. But either way, and I used to get so frustrated because they used to punish us all. Like we all had to do push-ups or or uh, whatever exercise routine because they're those that did not learn this authority structure. But can I tell you something? Somewhere along the line, they will have to learn it. And unfortunately, some people learn this authority structure in prison. Some people learn this authority structure. They have to learn it in the military when they're adults. Some people... Um, have to learn this authority structure if they ever are gonna play sports, right? So parent, we can set our child up for success by teaching that the child should honor your mother and father. Children, <clears throat> if you're listening to this, um, understand that the sooner you get this lesson, the more valuable you will be at a job, the more valuable you'll be to society, the more helpful and the more peace in your home. Women, the more peace you can have in your home if you understand this, right? Um, so uh, that's, that's the first point I want to make. Jesus tells us in Exodus 20 to honor your father and mother. You know, uh, I'm starting to do a little bit more counseling sessions. I'm not official. I'm not a counselor. Let me, let me, let me uh, back that up. <coughs> more and more people are trying to ask my advice. And as we start digging into some of these issues that they're having in adulthood, so a lot of it, um, we're unpacking and uncovering some of these childhood situations or some of these childhood issues, right? Uh, and I really believe that many of the lessons that you learn at home, whether good, bad, or, or indifferent, many of the lessons that you learned at home, you really take into adulthood, right? So parents, if we sow the seeds, um, uh, sow, sow righteous seeds, sow good habits, you know, train up a child in the way it should go. We, we did a whole parenting lesson. But if we teach the children um, to honor authority, then we really set them up, you know, for, for success. Um, that parent-child relationship is so important for the vital and the healthy development of children, all right? So, um, so that's Old Testament. Oh, right? So let's see, is this echoed in the New Testament? <clears throat> Does it tell us anywhere in the New Testament that we should honor our mother and father. Well, actually, it so happens that it does. If we go to Ephesians chapter 6, Ephesians chapter 6, and we'll go verse 1. Ephesians 6, 1 says, uh -oh, 
Ephesians. There you go. Six. Ephesians 6 1 says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Um, there you go. I'm trying to show it to you on the screen here. It says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for it is right. Verse 2 Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy. <clears throat> long life on the earth. Wow. Wow. So let me, let me, let me look at that again. Children, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which he commanded, which is the first command with promise so that you may go well and enjoy long life on the earth. You see how he expanded it here in, in the old Testament. It said, Hey, that you may live long in the promised land. Right in the land that I'll give you, Paul's expanding it because now it applies for the church as well. He said, "You know what? This is a commandment with promise that you'll live long on the earth." Oh my goodness! You know what that means? If I teach my children to obey, if I teach my children, ooh, uh oh, you know how sometimes you it. It sinks in and you get it. Wow. I wonder how many shootings, I wonder how many senseless violence would have have been avoided if children understood authority, right? I wonder how many um, incidences with the law or with, with, um, just other parents and kids, right? Other, other teachers and certain things, uh, that happens at schools and stuff. I wonder how much of it is avoided if us as parents taught our children to honor our mother and father. Wow. Because the promise is that it'll go well with you, that you may enjoy long life on the earth as a responsible parent. I got to teach my children how to honor their mother and their father. Ooh, man, that just got deep. Man, Lee. Um, but this is the Bible in real life. This is this is how it has to be. Now, we understand this though, right? Um, I want to point out this says, children, obey your parents, right? Children, obey your parents. So we teach children to obey. How do we know that the child is honoring their parents? Right. Hey, hey, little little three year old or four year old. Are you honoring me appropriately? <laughs> right. Hey, hey, 11 year old. Are you honoring me? They may say, yeah, daddy. Yeah, I honor you. Yeah, mommy, I honor you. Well, the way we can um, identify the fruit of honor that they can show is obedience. Right. So when we see the obedience, we can understand that, okay, there at least is a, a measure of honor there. Now, we've all had or seen or been that rebellious child that needs to be broken. <laughs> but once we see the obedience, right, and we see the honor, we know that we've set our children up to succeed in life. 
that their days may be long on the earth, right? Now, here's here's where we got to transition. The, um, the obedience is for children, right? It's seasonal, but honor is perpetual. I'm going to say this again. Obedience is seasonal or temporary, but honor is perpetual. Here's what I'm saying. There comes a time when your child may no longer obey every directive or everything you say, okay? Because they've grown up. However, if you taught them to honor you, if you taught them to honor their mother and father, they can still experience the blessings of honor, right? So submission or obedience is is for the children. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, right? Honor your mother and father. That's throughout your whole life. So adults, adult children, <laughs> um, you don't become an adult unless you were a child and you don't become a child unless you had parents. So I would, I'm safe to say all of us uh, at some point have been um, children, right? Children, the command was obedience. But now as adults, we're still someone's child, right? Uh, the command is to honor our mother and father. I know uh, many times it's graduation season. And when a person starts to graduate and now they feel in themselves and they're ready to get out the house. Children, when you get out the house, um, it's not always the obedience. Now you have to make sure that you're honoring because the command to honor is perpetual, right? Hey, your mom or your parent doesn't necessarily um, like the, the car that you bought or don't necessarily like the person that you chose or don't necessarily like some of the decisions that you made, right? Hey, you quit another job, whatever. You, they don't necessarily like the decisions you made, but our command is still to honor them. We should still hold them in high esteem, right? Because the Bible teaches us <clears throat> that your, your obedience and your submission is going to shift particularly when you're married. The Bible says in Genesis, uh, a man shall leave his father and mother and cling to his wife or hold fast to his wife <coughs> that they may become one flesh, right? And as they become one flesh, they're going to create another child <laughs> and that child is going to supposed to honor the mother and father, right? So that, that other nucleus relationship, you know, there's the dynamic there, right? So, um, Parents, there will be a time, and we, we mentioned this in the very beginning. Remember, the uh, one of the founding principles of this series was that um, parenthood, we are a steward of God's children, right? And there comes a time when they outgrow your stewardship or your house, you know? Hey, my house, my rules. Well, at some point, they're old enough to move out of your house, Right? So now they don't have to follow your rules, but there should still be that honor. Proverbs 23, 22 says, listen to the father who gave you life and do not despise your mother when she is old. Okay. So that 
that um, respect and honor should continue. Okay. Now, hey, Lee, that, that sounds all well and good in a perfect state, in a perfect world. But I don't live in the perfect well, world. But I don't know if you realize this. The world wasn't perfect when um, in Exodus 20 either. So when God penned this, there was broken relationships. There were broken families. There were broken situations. And yet the command was still to do this. So that's not an excuse, right? Hey, well, the, um, uh, what if your parents are less than honorable? I know, I know it's getting good, but I do want to, I'm going to have to end the episode there. But next week we will get into what do you do when your family or your mother and father are less than honorable. And you'll see that God has something specific and powerful to say about that as well. So thank you for watching or listening to this uh, week's episode of The Bible in Real Life and I look forward to seeing you next week. Make sure you subscribe and follow and stay up to date with what we're doing and tune in next week so you can hear part two of this episode, right? I know you're going to enjoy it and it's going to challenge you a little bit. So make sure you tune in next week for that. All right, this is Lee Fuller. Until next time, bye-bye, everybody.